You know that age between 28 and 31 where you're like, WTF is going on? Yeah, that's your Saturn return. My name is Court and I'm here to spill the tea on what all this means astrologically. And let's be honest, I need to figure out how to make it through my own Saturn return because, whoa, am I right? Expect real stories from real people who have already been through this life-changing transit. You'll hear little nuggets from me and my diary that I've kept over the past few months. Plus, I'll interview others who have passed this phase already and are on to the next series of their life. So grab your iced coffee and get your diary. Prep yourself because Saturn is always listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Saturn Return Diaries podcast. My name is Courtney. I am your host. And as per usual, I'm filming, filming, filming. No, I'm not. I am recording this intro via my car, the Kia Rio podcast mobile. I just made that up, but that sounds really cool. <laughs> and yeah, I have a Kia Rio. Her name is Betty White. Besides the point, we are here. And I just want to say thank you again for coming back. I love you guys so much. When I am seeing the amount of people who are listening to these episodes, it's literally like, whoa, I will get into this on another day maybe of like how I got the idea of like to do this, but it just kind of blows my mind because this podcast was super spirit driven. So anyway, um, today we're going to be talking to another guest. So just before I get into introducing them, I want to remind you that there's a couple things. You can come over and watch these interviews on YouTube. You can see the person I'm talking to and connect with them, you know, on their own pages, but you get to see who they are first, which is super cool. So come on over there if you want. Um, it's Saturn Return Diaries on YouTube. Subscribe, like, do all those things so it really helps me out and kind of gets the messages out to more people. If you are on the podcast world, checking things out there, then definitely give a rating and review, you know, pass it along, send a screenshot over to at Saturn Return Diaries, tag me. I want to see. I want to see who's listening. That would just be so amazing to me. Um, But without further ado, I want to introduce you to our guest today. Um, And of course, at the end, all of their information will be in the description bar. Um, If you're on YouTube or if you're in uh, podcast land, all of the information to find them and what they do and how to work with them, etc, etc, will be there as well. So today we're talking to my friend Juliana. And every time I just think of her energy, I take a big, deep breath. She is someone who came into my life during 2020, and I have just gotten to witness her growth, but also her energy, which is so supportive and so calming and so real. And she really has this ability to see people for who they are, hold space for who they are and who they're becoming. And she does it in a way that is like just so different than really anything I've ever experienced before in regards to a person who does what she does for work. Um, but also just like as the human that she is, it's just super comforting. So anyway, Juliana came on the podcast and I was super excited to chat with her because I wanted to hear about her Saturn return. Um, and she's obviously kind of seen my progress within business and how I've been changing and evolving. And I just thought thought it was so fitting for her to come on. And, um, she was actually the first person that I did an interview with, which is really cool. Um, so Yeah, I just am so excited for you guys to witness her energy and understand what she does and, you know, just kind of hear her transition. She went through major changes, major transformations in relationship, death and rebirth. Um, As you'll hear, she's a Scorpio, so lots of this big energy and where her Saturn is had a lot to do with, um, you know, shifting her identity and, and almost like the relationships that she had with people. So major transformation. Um, Again, I highly recommend if you feel called to go check out the YouTube and just see, you know, put a face to the name um, if you feel called. But like I said, all her information will be linked below. 
And yeah, just really, really excited for you guys to hear um, a little bit more about Juliana. And I, I, I do want to also say that I feel like her work that she's doing right now is so imperative to the change and transitions in the world. So it makes sense that everything she went through is now kind of moving, um, has moved her into a path that now is going to be helping the collective and my IMO, in my opinion. So yes, that is what I will say. Let's jump right into it. Without further ado, let's hear what happened to Juliana through her Saturn return. Yay! Okay, hey everybody, welcome back to the Saturn Returns Diary podcast. This is super exciting because um, this is going to be on YouTube, which is a whole new experience for me. Um, well, not for me personally, but for the podcast, which is super exciting. So um, we have our first guest here today, which is Juliana. Um, and yeah, I'm just like really excited for you guys to listen to this. And also selfishly, I'm very excited <laughs> to listen to this because as we know, I'm also going through my Saturn return and I'm like, what is going on? So let's hear from the experts who have already been through it. <laughs> That's the goal of this. Um, so yeah, well, we're going to kind of like flow with this, but Juliana, do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are, how you maybe explain yourself in the state that you're in now um, so we can get to know you a little better? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Court. I'm so excited to be here today. Um, um, who am I? Who am I? Well, I decided that I really like starting with just who I see myself as a human instead of work, because we're always describing ourselves by what we do as work. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to think of myself as just this really big hearted, grounded, earth loving human who believes in magic, basically. Oh, mic drop. That is you. <laughs> Um, and what I do for work for money is I am a counselor, a therapeutic counselor who, um, I work as a, primarily as a spiritual counselor. And I, so I support empaths and sensitives to integrate the mind, body, and spirit connection. I really believe that those three are so imperative for us to be whole human beings. Um, and I've just also started, I've become a reader of the Akashic Records. So I've been going into the Akashic Records, um, which has been a whole new kind of um, way of looking at myself and the world and other people. It's so, it's just quite, um, I feel super, super honored Mm. to have been invited into the Akasha. So that's a new thing I'm doing these days. It's really cool. Like I just had that experience with you not long ago and I'm never speechless. And I was like, so speechless. I was like, I couldn't speak. Like, I don't know. It was so cool. So 10 out of 10 recommend. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, I think you summarized like how I see you so well. Um, And just for context, so people know, Juliana and I have never met in real life, um, but we have met online. And I think it was like midway through 2020, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Through the 5D Collective. I think at the time it was EHF and that is um, where we met. So we've kind of got to know each other through such a transitional year, which is really a blessing. Um, but yeah, so now we're here, which is so cool. Um, shall we talk about what your sun moon rising is? Totally. So I am a Scorpio sun, uh, Gemini moon and Libra rising. Mm, The juiciness. So obviously this podcast is about astrology. So that's like how we profile people (laughs) around here, which is really great. Um, and for those of you who aren't aware, I just kind of feel like I want to bring this in, but Scorpio is actually something that, um, I don't know if people know this. I don't know if you know this, Juliana, but Scorpio has a lot to do with psychology. 
So, and then um, Libra is about relationships, Gemini is about communication. So even everything that you just shared with us really kind of represents those three pillars. <laughs> so that's cool. I love, I love that. I didn't know that about yeah. those three. That's really yeah. neat. I love that. Technology does not lie. So that's why we're doing this. Um, so yeah, you shared a little bit about yourself. Um, we did your SMR, which is sun, moon rising. Um, I would love to know what parts of your sign Scorpio or signs do you feel like you resonate the most with? Hmm. Well, it's been, it's been interesting because when I first started exploring, like my mom was really in, is really into astrology. And so she introduced it to me at a really young age. And it was interesting because there are those very typical parts of Scorpio that I never resonated with. Like being um, like, whenever people would find out I'm a Scorpio, they're like, Ooh, I'm, I'll be afraid of you. And I was like, I'm actually really nice. Like I'm actually a pretty nice person. <laughs> so yeah. it, it never really clicked for me. Um, but as I started diving into um, what Scorpio means, as I started getting older, um, what I really resonated about the Scorpio is like the darkness and the depth. It's like, give me deep um, conversations and I could talk about it all day long. Um, and this willingness to go like really deep. And I, I think this is right. Like the, like Scorpio has different, like it has the scorpion and then the eagle and then the phoenix. Does it sometimes have those three signs? Yeah. I would also even add the snake. Sometimes that comes with that as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I've, I really resonated with that. Like feeling like sometimes like I'm just going through these crazy sheddings, like the snake or that I'm stinging myself, like the scorpion, mm -hmm. where I like really put myself into these crazy positions that I don't know how I get myself into. And then like kind of seeing the big picture, like the Eagle and then feeling like I'm reborn. Like, it's like, I feel like my life has been this death and rebirth um, throughout pretty much my whole life. Um, so that's what I really resonate with Scorpio. And then with the Libra aspect is that I'm like, I just want people to get along. It's like, I just want balance and peace and people to get along. That was really really huge um for me growing up and then it's still it still is I um I like people to get along and I like balance and harmony um and then Gemini I was actually just telling my partner this the other day I was like Gemini I have he said something to me that what I said was so Gemini of me and I was like I didn't understand it my mom's a Gemini I have lots of friends who are Gemini's and I it's it's kind of felt like more difficult for me to understand my Gemini moon. Mm -hmm. well, that's really interesting that you actually brought that up because what we're going to um, talk about, and I know in our, you were like, I don't know what a progressed moon is. And I do talk about it a little bit in a previous episode um, on the podcast, but we're going to talk about this a little bit because there's a moment before your Saturn return, not a moment, um, like a actually two and a half years where you have a progressed moon return and that's where your um, moon in Gemini would return back to the same spot it was when you were born um, but a progressed moon it's a little bit hard to explain <laughs> but um, I'll kind of dive into that a little bit more and just ask you like almost like the energetics around that time of your life just to kind of bring it up so it's so interesting that you're like I'm, I don't know um, but I love all of those. I think you like, yeah, the mediation, the like fairness, equality, balance, but also this like willingness to rise and like want people to like go to the depths and like, you know, talk about things and bring it up. Like that's beautiful. Mm. Love all that. Um, do you feel, can you share, you said your partner, what is, what's your partner's sign? He is, um, he's Taurus son, which is really interesting because both of my brothers are Taurus sons and they were both, both born on May the 8th and he's also born on May the 8th. So I'm like surrounded by May the 8th people. Um, lots of learning there. Um, so he's Taurus son, Scorpio rising and um, Aries moon. 
Ooh, that's so cool. I mean, compatibility is like a whole other thing, but I think that 888 is so fascinating because eight is like a Scorpio number. Oh. Ruled by the eight, eighth house. So that's like, whoa, <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's kind of go down here a little bit. So now we're going to kind of get into some of the juicy parts why we're all here. We want to know what people go through during their Saturn return. Um, so before we actually like talk about the logistics of your Saturn, I know I've talked to you about, I gave you some of the questions, but if you could summarize or put into a a phrase or something, how that time in your life from the ages of 27 to 31 was, how would you describe it? Um, I made notes like of everything that happened because, because I was like, and then I looked at it, I'm like, oh my goodness, so much happened. Um, roller coaster or like trudging through mud. Mm. And more I, like in the roller coaster, I was more like doing this, like going mm. down the whole like time. Like the drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That is like a very good way to describe how I currently have been feeling as well, like through the past few years. And I think this is something that a lot of people get a little bit scared of because they hear this and then they think, oh my God, like it's going to be so hard. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is because I think it's important to put a pin in the fact that you just said, I was, that's the feeling of this. Cause that's what Saturn does. But also now we're going to learn, okay, what were you learning? Like, what were the challenges here and how has that helped you get to where you are? Because you're still here, you're alive and you made it through. So that's sort of what I want to like say to people listening to this. Cause I know a lot of people get scared. Um, so roller coaster, sledging through mud. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And do you know, I know, cause I have your chart, but do you know what sign your Saturn is in? It's in Libra, I believe. Mm-hmm. and do you know what house it's in first house yes look at you go I'm just, I love this um so for those of us who aren't really familiar with astrology I'll give a little bit of a rundown just kind of on um what Juliana just described so Saturn being in the first house can make things feel very heavy because Saturn is um typically a sign that has to do with challenge upheaval it's push it's hard work it's ruled by Capricorn so it kind of is like this like mm, planet right it's that father kind of figure and in the first house it has a lot to do with our identity of self and um you know it can be about our body it can be about first house just has a lot to do with like what's going on here what we can see what we can actually like identify as and to have it in Libra um there's an energy here of like dual duality um and also relationships so juliana has saturn in her first house in libra but it's also conjunct pluto which is ruled by scorpio and also jupiter so she has the planetary action that we all faced during 2020 which is so incredible um But I guess knowing that, that we have that information, and I know that's probably a lot for people that I digest, um, but now what I would kind of ask you is, um, can you just like tell us a little bit about that time in your life um, with that Saturn return and what was going on? So then we have context to come back to. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I was doing at the beginning of my Saturn return is I was working in forestry. So I had, I would come back from traveling and I was like, I need to have a career. I need a job. Um, And I was, had graduated college and I was working in forestry and living in Victoria. And I was, I'm just looking down at my notes. Um, I was, uh, I was not happy. Mm. Um, I loved being in the forest, but I didn't like the whole industry of forestry and how I had to work. Um, 
And I started becoming really, my anxiety was really high. My brain was nonstop turning about all of my shoulds. Like it was just should, 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 should. And everything was super, super confusing. Um, And it was interesting because through my Saturn return, I had four people very close to me die. And at right at the end of my Saturn return, three people died um, within two months of each other. Um, and so at the beginning of my Saturn return, my Oma passed away, who was, I was super close to, um, and it was also my last time that I went to Holland. My dad is Dutch. So I spent a lot of time in Holland. Um, and that was, that was really, that was really, really hard. Um, it's also the same time that I discovered yoga, um, and like I started with Bikram yoga and, uh, for those of you who know Bikram yoga, hot yoga, it can be really intense. And I was like intensely into it. I when it, I was practicing like seven days a week, most weeks. And um, I loved it because for the first time in my life, my mind started calming down. It was like there was all I could focus on was the heat and breathing and moving my body. And so my anxiety actually at that time started kind of diminishing a little bit. Mm. Um, so that's what I mean when I say like roller coaster, because there were these like new discoveries throughout my Saturn return where like things felt super, super hard, but there were these new things that I was discovering about myself. Um, and so I was working in forestry. I transitioned to geographic information systems, which is map making, um, well, because I was still trying to fit into this box of what I thought life should look like. Like I should have a career with um, benefits and um, CPP and all of that stuff. Um, so I was, I was doing that and I was really unhappy in GIS as well. I was miserable and I actually got um, laid off. So I think I was, I was 30, 29, 30. And I got, yeah, I was going to say what, what, how old were you then? Yeah. 29, uh, 29. Mm. And, um, I got laid off and I ended up going on EI and on EI, it was actually really beautiful because I, um, was really spending more time diving into yoga. And at this point I'd for, I was kind of frustrated with Bikram yoga. There was a um, I had a longing for more. It was like something's missing in this. And I discovered my yoga teachers, my Ashtanga yoga teachers, um, Harmony Slater and Jeff Lichty. And I started diving into, I did a yoga education program with them and started diving into um, oh, the yoga sutras, um, pranayama, breathing, uh, meditation, and I remember one day I'd been doing pranayama for like two weeks and I came to the studio and it was like 5 a.m. starts. I'd wake up at 4 a.m. and get at the studio at 5 a.m. And it was like, I said to my teacher, Harmony, I said, I feel different. And she looked at me and she was like, you look different. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she said, well, your eyes, they're clearer. And I remember this really like potent, um, this potent energy of being like, oh, there's more, like there's more to life than, than this, like Monday to Friday, nine to five hustle, get married, have kids, you know, there's more. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did that and I started teaching yoga, um, a little bit on the side. And then my boyfriend, um, at the time and I, I, I broke up with him after five years. Wow. And so we broke up, which was, I mean, I love really big. Like when I love someone, I love someone. I, I, it's a, it's a big, it's a big letting go process after a relationship for me. Um, and so that was five years. It was a big letting go. A month later, my, uh, she, I was living in this basement suite of this house and um, the woman her, who owned the house, her name was Sue. And she knew me since I was three years old. And she had uh, um, a rare form of cancer. And a month later, she died. 
um, upstairs and I didn't, I, I felt very responsible because in some ways I helped her out a lot. Mm -hmm. And then um, a month later, my grandfather died suddenly. And it was just like, I felt like I'd been run over by a truck. And what's really interesting at that same time, my mom, um, so she was 55, I think I asked her the other day. She was, she was 54. It was her friend, her father, and she also lost her, she didn't lose her job, but stuff happened at her job of 30 years where she had to leave it. So we were going through these things at the same time. And I ended up moving home. Mm -hmm. um, my dad came over one day and he looked at my kitchen and I love to cook and I always keep a clean kitchen. And he came in to bring me some like kale from the root cellar. And he was like, what is going on? And he kind of said, you need to come home, just come home. And so my mom and I are transitioning through this like grieving process together. My poor dad, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, <laughs> my poor dad. And then I ended up going back to waitress or no, I was, went back into food and beverage. I was working in food and beverage when I was in 18, 19, 20 through, through mm -hmm. my twenties. And I ended up going back into food and beverage first at a, at a bakery and then waitressing. Um, so it was like I was kind of going back to my 20s mm. again after all of this. Um, do you want me to keep going? Yeah, I actually want to interject just a, yeah. just a minute. I, this is like, it's just so, first of all, all of this is so incredible to hear because I think you kind of like hit the nail on the head with a few things. First, you talked about how the shoulding, like the shoulding is almost like Saturn is like shedding the shoulds because what, what Saturn's job is to do is to realign you on your path, right? So like everything that we should be doing is a condition in a structure that we've been told. And on one hand, that's great because we know that we need structure. Hey, I'm learning this, <laughs> but we know we need it, but we need it to align with our soul. And that's what Saturn teaches us, but it teaches us in a way that's challenging. Um, it's not what we're used to. So it's shedding those shoulds and finding what we want for ourselves. So I love that you brought that up. The other thing that I actually found really interesting as you're sharing this is knowing that you have Saturn and Libra and there was so much happening in regards to relationships, which is like, whoa like there's so much there and and the fact that it's conjunct pluto which is about death and rebirth mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. wow like you know so and then and then you also said just um right before you continue you also said about how you went back to the things almost like in your early 20s and what I kind of find interesting is like when we're growing, right? Or like when we're changing and we're leaving our comfort zone, the way that we, and you would know, so like you probably have so much advice on this, but like, it's like our protection is like, I need to go back to like what I know and is comfortable. So like, which way can I do that to help myself through it? And I'm sure there's some form of like that being beneficial at times. I don't know the psychology behind that. <laughs> But I just find that so interesting because that's like so many life changes. And then, yeah. So um, yeah, please keep going if there's anything you want to go off of that. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was really interesting because what I knew that I didn't want is I didn't want to work a Monday to Friday nine to five job because that felt really stifling to me. Mm -hmm. And so kind of, I got, I got the job back waitressing. It was so hard at that time to find a waitressing job in Victoria. And my brother was working for a restaurant um, and he ended up helping me get the job at the same restaurant. Mm -hmm. So we were now working together again, and we hadn't been close since we were younger, like in elementary school. So there's another relationship piece, like that relationship started building between the two of us as adults. And what I liked about the waitressing was that I was more free to then like 
practice yoga whenever I wanted to. Um, I was meeting people. Like I felt very social again, which I hadn't felt in my years in forestry. I was very like, my friend group was very small and it was very limited. And in, in waitressing, I was really enjoying that like social aspect again. Okay. Which is again, the Libra. Yes. And also because you have all of this happening in your first house, it's, it's interesting because the first house is about identity, right? So like you're coming out as this like new person essentially in this situation, but before that it's 12th house stuff. So you would have been going through quite a few 12th house transits, which essentially kind of like are about healing and being secluded and and sort of like being in your own space so that you prepare for what's next Mm. so before you go on like what what was the years like how old were you um during your like forestry when you were kind of like more on your own you would say um 20 I would say like 27 26 27 And then 28 was when everything started shifting. Okay. So we're going to let's, okay. This is where I want to put in the progressed moon. Mm -hmm. So this is exactly something that I'm learning more about and I don't have enough knowledge to teach on it. So I'm just learning about this as well, but basically the progressed moon is like that phase right before your Saturn return where everything starts to shift and it almost prepares you for your Saturn return. So your progressed moon, I looked this up in your chart before, and your progressed moon was obviously in the sign of Gemini because you have a moon in Gemini, but it was transiting the eighth house. So you were having this, and that happens at like 27, um, 28, it's a two and a half year transit as well. So probably would have started at 26. Um, But basically with that being said it's like this energy of gemini being your moon in the eighth house some sort of like learning around whether it be like shadow stuff like new things coming up like things coming eighth house is about like really digging up all that stuff that we haven't seen right so it can be very transformational and it can also feel can feel heavy in there but with the gemini it's almost like you were being asked to learn something new So I don't know how that exactly fits in, but clearly it was like, okay, we're going to break away and make for this new path forward. (laughs) I love that because that's actually when I discovered um, my yoga yoga and started diving into yoga where everything, the world, like my mind started calming down for the first time since I was a teenager and then meeting um, my teachers and diving into yoga education and philosophy and stuff. Okay. Boom. And Gemini is the mind. (laughs) Eighth house is like that deep rooted, like energy, right? Like everything that's underneath. So you literally combined the both and that made room for this path forward. Okay. So cool. So would you say that you had yoga? Yoga was, was that like an anchor that helped you throughout that time? Yeah. Totally. Totally. Through like the the deaths through my breakup, um, through even, um, the roller coaster when I started working at, at the restaurants again, like it was a, that was a roller coaster. I'll tell you about that in a minute, but it was like, I, yoga was my constant yoga was the only thing that was constant in my life through finding new places to live, um, different, um, all of all of the stuff that was coming up with my mom as we were both moving through this grieving process together, everything. It was like yoga was my constant, the one place I could go to. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, you know, knowing that and hearing you say that, it's like being on a roller coaster, having something that like that's like a comfort. That's like a safety to help you through your transition, which I think yoga is such a beautiful one. Um, but yeah, maybe just something for people to keep in mind. Like if you're going through it right now too, to have something or find something that you feel really good about. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear more. Um, yeah. If you want to keep going, where did we leave off? You were, you're, at, you're back home at the restaurant. I was, so I was waitressing and 
it was the year I was 30. Mm -hmm. So the year I turned 31, but I was still 30 in that summer. I, so this is where I did regress to being like a 20 year old again. I declared that the summer of jewels and my friends call me jewels. So I was like, it's the summer of jewels. I was at, I was waitressing. I had lots of friends. I had a really big social life and I started partying. Like I hadn't partied since I was like 1920 and living in a resort in the Rocky mountains. Mm. And yeah, that was, it was fun. I had fun. Um, I also made some really bad choices and decisions, um, which I feel like I have some really protective um, guides that were kind of looking out for me. Um, it was like, it was kind of like a rock bottom, I would say some of that summer where I was making choices that I, that I had made when I was 20 that I didn't want to make again. Um, uh, and so it was like, it was really fun, but it was also very, um, humbling and eye-opening to be like, Ooh, what is actually happening? Like, what am I actually doing here um yeah and then as I was doing that I think realizing that what am I doing I started force trying to force myself into a box again mm -hmm. and I got a job at a at a holistic college in Victoria um, where I thought oh I can do administrative work that's a grown-up job um, but I'm at a holistic college and so it'll be, you know, it's more in alignment with me. And I was miserable, like miserable stuck behind this, this desk again. Do you think that that was like, I know, I don't know, I know you and I know this lingo, um, but like a bridge job, Lacey Phillips talks about this for those of you who don't know, but do you think that was like a bridge into something? Um, well, possibly, um, I actually, I actually don't know about that. Like I, I was, when I was writing all of the, this down the other morning, I was like, it actually felt like I was trying to force myself into that old structure again, those old programmings of okay. who I needed to be. And it was like, okay, look at me acting like a 20 year old and making really stupid choices again. I need to be an adult and do what I should do. It was like the last bit of the shoulds. I also was like taking on people's, um, I had multiple people during this time try to hire me as like um, to work separately for their new businesses. And I took a couple of these on and was like, yeah, I'll embody your whole business without getting paid and do all of this because I thought I should. And that was the right decisions. I was putting on other people's perceptions of me, which was um, a really, really hard, hard lesson. So I was like waitressing. I was working at this college. I was taking on other people's, this other work I was doing that I wasn't getting paid for. Um, and then I was teaching yoga and practicing yoga, like all of that at the same time and partying. That's a full week. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a lot of identities. Yeah. Lots of stuff as that first house transit. It's like, okay, what, what identity do I want here? Like what, it, who am I? Would you say mm -hmm. that was kind of what you were experiencing? Totally. It was like, who am I? How do I fit into this world? What am I doing? Um, and lots of beautiful lessons in this time in hindsight, but at that moment, it was just like, yoga was the only thing that made sense. I remember in the middle of this time, I was, I was, uh, I would go and practice yoga in the, on my break. If I worked a split shift, um, cause I was teaching, I would just help my, let myself in and I would ride my bike down from the restaurant and go into the yoga studio and practice. And one day I was coming out and I was talking to a friend of mine and my bike was parked down on uh, uh, it's right outside of Market Square in Victoria. And I watched a truck back up and bend my bike. And I was talking to my friend at the time and I was like, 
I think that's a sign that I need to slow down. <laughs> that the universe is saying enough. Yeah. 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 I can never like, that's so clear to me. My blue bike, like it was just like, wow. Mm -hmm. Couldn't ride my bike quickly back to work. Had to walk slowly back to work. Um, so yet another way that the universe that guides all all the things in the way that like our plan works like Saturn being like look nah <laughs> this like <laughs> totally totally yeah. and so at the end of this so this um, work I was doing with this woman who was trying to start her own business and I was going along with it, not making any money out of it. I knew deep down inside, it wasn't what I wanted to do, but the shoulds were so loud that I was doing it anyhow. And then she actually ended the partnership and I had a major breakdown. I went and got, I got so drunk. My brother who I worked with had to come and pick me up downtown. It was daytime, like major, like rock bottom. Mm. Um, I was so like, it was just, I was so devastated because it was just like, here I am again, doing what the outside, what I think the outside world wants me to do here. I am again, doing what I should do and it's not working and it was devastating. And I, um, I woke up the next morning. This was the beauty of it. I woke up the next morning. And I had a remembering and it was like, oh yeah, when I was 15, 16 years old, which was the height of my depression as a teenager, I wanted to be a counselor. <laughs> and so now that's where I am today. Wow. That is so beautiful. And I mean, I'm sure there's things that, well, through obviously having that breakdown, but I'm, I'm sure there was things along the way that, that were kind of coming up, but maybe you couldn't see. Um, that is so beautiful. Like it's, it's so beautiful to hear now. I'm sure not when you were in it, but your Saturn also squares your MC, which, um, the MC is like our legacy line or like how, you know, our purpose in this world and yours is in cancer, which is that nurturer, right? Like someone who takes care of, um, you know, and emotions and feelings and, and, and that like psychic or intuitive insights, very motherly, but to have a square between the two, there's this like tension. They, they don't, they don't fully understand or get along with one another. But the goal of that is like, one of the things I love about squares are it's a call to action. So all that stuff that your Saturn was going through was like, boom, like we need to get her to realize her purpose, her legacy here, which is that MC line. Mm. Mm -hmm. So there was definitely that tension. Yeah. <laughs> like tension was there. I feel it, felt it. Um, I'm just trying to like, just like everyone just like soak that in wherever you are listening to this, because like, I'm excited to hear where, how you kind of feel now, but, um, so with all of that, what do you think the biggest structural change was in your life at that? Like it, obviously every structure that you had rock bottomed out, it sounds like, um, but what do you mm -hmm. think the biggest one was? Um, I think it was the letting go of that structure of what a job needs to look like and who uh, or what type of work a 30, 31 year old should be doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like what we should be doing because we're at a certain age and that's what society has told us is what we have to do. Okay, like literally this you know me and everyone who is listens to this and follows me, they know me too, but this is huge. Like, this is so big. Like that statement of like, what a 31 to 32 year old, 33, whatever age you're at, where you think you should be doing something that doesn't align. Like, why, why do we do that? You know? So 
I just like really appreciate you saying that and sharing it because I think there's a lot of people that mm-hmm. feel that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. love that. Um, so I guess like, I'm not sure if you want to say anything else in regards to that. Like, um, so you had this realization of being a counselor and then um, what kind of happened after that? When did you switch and change into, you know, pursuing that? Did it come right away or? It's so magical. Like, this is what I love about the universe and spirit and, and everything. And when you're in alignment with choices, because I had this realization, I want to be a counselor. And then I had this back and forth in my head. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? What kind of school am I going to go to? And I thought about going to Thompson Rivers in Kamloops because my um, best friend lived there with her three kids. And I'm like, oh, I can go live with Kelly and be there. And then I'm like, I've lived in Kamloops. I hate Kamloops. I don't want to live in Kamloops. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I don't really want to stay in Victoria. I don't really know. And then, so I'm still practicing yoga at Ashtanga Yoga Victoria. Um, I'm still waitressing. I gave up the, um, the holistic college job and I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to waitress. Cause this is what feels good to me. It feels good to be able to go in and make the money that I would make at an eight hour job in four hours, you know, like, and I can get the social aspect. So I started listening to like, Hey, what feels good? What feels good? And then I was living in this cute little basement suite, Um, right in Fairfield, a five minute walk to the beach. Like it was so perfect living there. Landlord was a single mom. She was amazing and kind. I got my cat. I always wanted a cat. I got my own cat. Like I started for the first time in my life, having something other than me to be responsible for. Um, And then I was on Facebook one day, good old Facebook. And I'm scrolling through and I'm friends with a girl who I didn't know very well at my yoga studio. And I see her, this picture of her with three people and I don't know the people. And she says like best two weeks of our lives, right? Something like that. And she tags this college, Clear Mind International. And I was like, what's that? And I clicked it and I'm like, oh, they do counselor training. Oh, what's that? I reached Teresa and we had coffee. She told me about Clear Mind. I talked to this beautiful woman named Nazreen, who um, introduced me to their very first workshop. That's kind of like it was a prerequisite to their um, practitioner's training program. And it's also just an amazing workshop. Um, and I was a month later in Langley at a retreat center doing this workshop. And then um, signed up for the practitioner's training program and in um, training uh, that year. Wow. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so wild. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what's interesting? Like, this place is called Clear Mind, obviously. But, like, you kind of had to clear your mind in order to have, like, all that come through. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So that basically, would you say, is this like true that that kind of just like all of that breaking down sort of created the new structure for your life in the following years, like a whole new decade sort of speak or not decade, but. mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it did like it. Well, it, what it, what it, um, what it did is for me, it felt like it really, um, uh, cleared out, um, enough of the gunk so that I could actually be like, okay, what do I want? And to be able to listen to myself, um, going through the three years at ClearMind was a whole other big journey that was incredible that I like supported me to be even more who I am now. Um, but I needed to like, be okay with doing things different. I needed to be, I needed to find that like, oh, I don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Oh, I get to choose what I actually want. Oh, I don't have to have a job like everyone else has. Oh, I can be a waitress and be happy when I'm 31, 32 years old. That's okay. And that supports my lifestyle and my life. Like that's where I needed to get to, to even remember that I actually really wanted to be
be a counselor when I was 15. Like who wants to be a counselor when they're 15? First of all, <laughs> it was just like, wanted to be a counselor at that age. I needed to have all of that, like shedding of all of that programming that I had picked up on through my teen years and twenties about what an adult should be doing and what, a, what an adult life should look like. Mm-hmm. Oh, Saturn returns. <laughs> this is like such a good, like, oh, it's just such a beautiful representation of what this time in life is about. And I love that we, I know this is very like a short time, but got to kind of hear like the expansion and growth in all of that too. And, um, yeah, it's just so like mind blowing, really. I don't know. I like, I'm still shocked by it because you know, it's such, it's just beautiful. But anyway, thank you for sharing all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you think that impacted where you are now? I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add on that. Um, well, I still, I, that probably has to do with my Saturn and Jupiter and Pluto in the first house. Um, uh, but I still struggle with, struggle's the wrong word, but I still have to be cognizant of releasing structural, structural programming that I don't actually want to live in. Like it is, it is an active practice that I have, like even had to do that as a counselor. I had to be like, I actually love working with that integration of the mind, body, and spirit. And I want to call myself a spiritual counselor. And I had to let go of so many beliefs of what a counselor should do, how a counselor should look, mm-hmm. how they should speak, like all of that. It's like I I had to, it's like my Saturn return um, was, an in, was an introduction to my own personal releasing of the structures that don't suit me, that I actually don't want to take on. Because some structures are good, as you said, right? Like, but I actually get to create the structures and choose the structures that I want to live in. Yeah. Wow. For yourself and the ones that, you know, you, yeah, the ones that benefit you in your life. And I think that's so cool. Cause that's like the doorway or portal, I guess, with Saturn, it's like opens a doorway to creating new structures that work for you and your soul. But why it's so challenging is because like, Saturn just keeps knocking until you get it. So it's like that repetitive pattern. And, and I think the fact that you have this, like you said, in the first house, but also squaring your MC and cancer, it is a lot to do with your career. And, you know, it is a lot to do with like how you're perceived in the world and kind of like, I guess what you do in regards to your purpose. So yeah. Wow. That's so incredible. Um, I would now would like to just say, what advice would you have given to yourself? Um, Like if you could look back now um, and look back at that Juliana, who was then um, 27 to 31, or even after, what would you say? Be gentle, be kind. (laughs) Like you're doing such good work. Like it's not easy be gentle and be kind to yourself. Yeah. 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 I think that's a, another really good one. Like that makes me emotional because obviously it's like, you know, I'm in this portal as well. I'm 30 and through messages that I receive on Instagram and people who are around the same age group, like what is going on? Like, why do I feel like this? And so to hear your story and to hear like, be gentle, be kind. Um, I mean, I'm sure that's nourishing for yourself, but also for so many others too. Yeah. Yeah, Like I got emotional there when I said those words too. And I just like what I see in my work too, it's just, we're all so hard on ourselves. Mm. We're all so hard. We would never be, we would, most of us would never speak to our best friends or our children or our nieces and nephews, the way that we talk to ourselves. 
Mm. And so it's like, it's like, if we can just do one thing and be like, would I talk to my best friend the way that I'm talking to myself right now? Probably not. Yeah. (laughs) Can I talk to myself a little bit differently? Yeah. Makes a big, makes a huge difference. We're so hard on ourselves. Mm. Oh yeah. 100%. I very much agree with that statement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that kind of like leads me into my other question I was going to ask, um, before we kind of wrap things up, but I guess it's, it might be similar to what you just said, but what would you say to someone um, else who's going through this? Be gentle, (laughs) but more, but like, um, it's gonna, it's, it's going like, it's gonna end. Yeah. Like it's such a, um, when, when we're in those places of depth and, and what feels like despair and struggle, it really does feel like it's never going to end. Like it really is just like this, what is going on and how can I make it end? And this is something that I've re- that I really, um, actually embody in my own personal personal life but I think the more we can surrender into the struggle actually the faster the struggle um, unravels and releases yeah it's like the more we fight against something that is coming and so it's like it's like if you want to cry cry if you want to have a day where you're like I shared with court before the podcast started, I felt like a four-year-old yesterday, like allow yourself to feel those emotions. Cause those human emotions are so valid and important because I really, I really see all of these emotions and all of the struggles that we go through as humans, as these um, new entry points. Like if we can allow ourselves to sink into them, they're a portal into a new way and they're, they're clues for us to follow. Like if we're having big emotions, there's something to be recognized and noticed there. We don't necessarily need to know what that thing is or what it means, but if we honor it, more can open to us. Mm. Mic drop. That was so good. It's you're right. It's again a portal. Like you gotta feel to get through it, right? Like I almost think of that. Um, there's like this kids book, I think, or like kids song. It's like you can't go under it, can't go over it. You gotta go through it or something. I probably butchered that, but but it's like the whole like you know like I'm pretty sure they're going on a bear hunt. That's what it's from. But they're like you got to go through it. Right. And the only way through is to actually like go through it. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've said to my mom countless times, I'm like, I just want to be 33. Like, I just want to be 33. And I think I said that years ago, but I also know that that's when things kind of get to the other side. And she's like, you can't just skip, like there's beauty in this part. So where are you at right now in your life? And I know you shared that you had a a moment yesterday, which is totally cool, but like, where are you at in your life right now? Um, that maybe like, there's something that you want to share that kind of, uh, I don't know, that just maybe feels good or juicy or, you know, that you just want to show people the other side. Hmm. I, um, when I, went to that three-day workshop with Clear Minds. Um, I met a friend there. She is my mom's age. I think she's a year younger than my mom and she's still a very good friend. And she would say to me, Jules, like your, your early 30s are for this sort of thing and your late 30s, this is what happens. In your 40s, this is what happens. And I would kind of internally be like, yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> And I'm turning um, 40 in November. And um, it's true. Things like you start to feel different. Like how I felt when I was 20 to how I felt when I was 30 to now how I feel when I'm 39. Like I kind of feel like um, 
I have the world at my fingertips. It's like, Ooh, look at like life feels really potent and delicious right now. It has its hard days, believe like it still is a human existence that yeah. I'm, that we're living, but it feels, it's like, Ooh, like I feel more comfortable in my body that I've ever felt in my entire life. I understand my own inner emotions and workings and can communicate them to people better than I ever have. Um, my connection with spirit has increased exponentially. Like, um, yeah, that friend of mine, Sam is her name. She, I, I kind of like didn't really believe her. And now that she says something about her 50s and 60s, I kind of go, okay. Because I think she's, I think she's onto something and it must have something to do with the astrology as well. Right. And, and so it's just like, um, I don't know, life's gotten better. Like life has only ever gotten better for me as, as I've gone along, the more that I surrendered into what my heart um, was calling for and what my intuition was calling for, the more I let go of the shoulds and did what my heart really wanted to do, the easier life has become and it's a practice following the heart and the intuition but I've I've gathered enough evidence now over the years that it's like oh yeah okay there's something mm -hmm. there's something to this mm -hmm. gathering the evidence there you go I feel like all of that is such a great way to kind of like wrap up um your little bit of this story of like what you experience, And I love that you, that you kind of like brought in that age thing because um, yeah, I think a lot of people fear getting older, but really it's like, it's kind of beautiful, you know, like there's, there's processes of course, like you said, but um, yeah, that makes me hopeful. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> um, all right. I think that is where I, want to leave it off. Um, and for those of you who, you know, are obviously listening, um, Juliana has some amazing offers as well. If you ever want to work with her, this part of this podcast is I wanted it to be different because those, <laughs> I like being different. Um, and so obviously we didn't really talk much about like the offers that she has, because I want it to be primarily people's stories because everyone has a story and everyone's story deserves to be told right like this is how we get to where we're going but there are people who I'm going to have on who have such incredible things to share so I guess with that being said um is there anywhere that you are that maybe people can find you if they wanted to connect more Mm -hmm. Yeah, thanks, Court. It's I love what you said there just about people's stories, because I think that's what I love so much about counseling is hearing um, people's stories and where they come from and what makes them um, them, right? Like, it's like one of the things that I, I say to all of my clients is my only, my sole intention is to understand people's um, perspective on the world, because we all have a different perspective based on our families, the countries we were raised in, our spiritual beliefs, all of our experiences, and also astrology, right? Like, it's like, and so I just want to know, like, what is, what is life like um, for them? Um, and so that being said, um, best place to find me right now where I'm most active is just is on my website. And it's um, Inner Wisdom Wellness. Um, it's inner-wisdom.ca and I do a weekly newsletter where I send out, um, card pulls from the gene keys. Oh, awesome. That makes me so happy. Um, so all of my offerings are in there and you can sign up for my newsletter on there. I have an intention of starting a, well, I've, started the YouTube channel. I just haven't posted anything yet. So that'll be on my website at some point around um, some of the, just some of the messages um, that I receive in the Akasha that um, actually really want to be told. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. And I'm kind of on Instagram. I have a bit of a love-hate relationship on Instagram, um, but you can find me there at inner.wisdom.wellness on mm -hmm. Instagram or just search my name. 
Yeah, I'll definitely put it um, everything in the description below. Um, but I just want to also just kind of like give you a little something here because you just said, you know, you have a love hate relationship with, with Instagram and perhaps this is the shooting of the systems, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so just putting that. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. See, it's a constant learning. It's like a constant, um, letting go of the shoulds. Yeah. 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 Thank, thank you for that. And it's a system, right? Like I, I could talk about systems for days and I do, but like, it's, it's again, I, I just want to like end off this podcast episode being like what I feel like I'm taking away from your story and, and just you sharing is like, you know, following your heart, following your own intuition and clearing the slate during your Saturn return to almost listen into what you actually want for yourself um and maybe it's like having to do with something that when you were a child you never know mm-hmm. all right amazing well thank you so much juliana this has been so awesome i'm so excited for people to hear this um and yeah if anyone has any questions you can always reach out to me on instagram at saturn return diaries or you can comment below because this is going to be on YouTube, which is super fun. Um, And yeah, uh, like, subscribe, do all the things. And I will see you guys in our next episode. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Juliana. And of course, all of the links will be linked below. You can find her. I 10 out of 10 recommend an Akashic record reading, by the way. She was she practiced on me and I was like, y'all know me. I am never speechless. And I was so speechless. Like, it was just so wild. Such a cool experience. So I really recommend, um, you know, working with her. And also, if you're somebody who, you know, experiences mental health, but maybe you're looking for someone to support you in a way that's more on a spiritual level, I really recommend Juliana because she integrates both into her work. Um, And I really feel like now is the time to open up our minds and try different ways of helping ourselves heal and supporting ourselves on our own journey. So anyway, you can find her at all the links below. I love you guys so much. Don't forget to live your dreams. Come say hey on Instagram at Sad and Return Diaries, and I will see you guys in our next episode. Bye!